Hello again, Rabbi. Morning, Joe. Question popped into my mind. I think Pirates of the Caribbean did it much better than I did, but... Do you fear death? Should we fear death? As a living creature, human beings, death has always been a concern and death has always been a fear. And I think it might be nice to start with the word fear. In Hebrew, there are different words that we would always translate into English as fear, which is unfortunate because it really is a distinction. It says in scripture, you should fear the Lord your God. And when we see that, we think of lions and tigers and bears and other nasty things, zombies going on, but the Hebrew word conveys healthy respect. Much like you should fear the sea, fear the ocean as a sailor. Healthy respect doesn't mean you cower, doesn't mean you run away, and it, it doesn't have that same meaning as being attacked by a grizzly. So one of the things we have to think about is how we're using the word fear. And do we mean a healthy respect for a cycle of life? Everything that lives dies. Nothing is permanent. Goes back to the old, old song about love lasting or the rock of Gibraltar or the cliffs or whatever it might be. Nothing is permanent. So impermanence is what we see all around us. And we would like to think or like to believe that we're the exception and will be permanent. Or that after this experience, there's something else. And so all religions deal with death. And what happens? Is there anything happening? Is there another kind of a life to say life after death. Well, that's kind of weird because death means you're not alive. So that we wanna start with a very common question. Nothing is permanent. So how do I deal with the impermanence of things that I love, things that are around me, things that I wanna have forever, including myself. And so every religion, Every group of individuals in the universe has developed theories and ideas, beliefs and practices. And to say that mine is the correct one and yours is wrong, or to say that if you say these words, this will happen to you, but if you don't, nothing will happen to you. Or if you don't do what I say, you're soul or spirit is going to a bad place for eternity. All of this, are all of these are religious teachings. And I can present to you whatever discussion, whatever argument, however, it comes down to these are human ideas that we present because we have trouble dealing with impermanence. So you're talking about fear of the unknown. Exactly. Neat. I'm glad you put it that way. One of the things that it turns out we really are afraid of, we're not afraid of dying, we're afraid of pain. We're afraid of being alone. We have, we're fear of agony. And it's not the death itself. It's that process when we transition from being alive to being dead. 
And it is fear of the unknown. It's scary. It's unnerving. It's unverifiable truth ah, comes to mind. Joe, is there a Coke machine on Mars? Probably not. It's the Coca-Cola company. You're right. There might be a Coke machine on Mars. <laughs> is it possible now that we have a rover, which is called, what's the name of the rover now on Mars? Um, I can't remember. Prosperity. Prosperity. Um, now that we have the little guy, we can send it out with its camera and it can find out. That's called verifiable truth. It can be verified through science, through technology. And that's a challenge to the Coca-Cola company. There is no Coke machine on Mars yet. So there's a whole new market. And a great sponsoring opportunity. <laughs> so that's verifiable truth. So your question about fearing death or fear of the unknown, now we've entered into unverifiable truths. And I use the word truths in the plural because different people, different cultures, different religions have presented us with how they view it. And rather than attacking, rather than showing that they're stupid or wrong, let's just sit down and say, this is, these are my concepts of what happened. These are your concepts. And we can both agree that it's unverifiable truth. We're talking right now about our own deaths. But what about, is, is part of our fear, our belief that when someone dies, we might not see them again? Is, uh, is it our concern that we want to be reunited with people that makes us be afraid about the death taking away from them? And does that somehow cause us to want to have an afterlife so we can see them again? Abs you know, absolutely. But we're right back again. To, it's unverifiable. You know, just because I believe I'm going to be reunited spiritually, physically, emotionally with my sister, my grandparents and my parents, just because I believe that'll happen doesn't make it so and doesn't make it not so. We really need to start with, we just don't know. And so your ideas are acceptable. It, it's okay. Unless you're going to use your ideas or theory to kill and torture me, to kidnap my children and raise them in schools with your beliefs. Once you start doing harm to someone else because of your beliefs, that's when I draw the line with a freedom of belief and say, you've now crossed the line. You're now using, your, you're now using public policy, you're using the laws to reinforce what's unverifiable truth. So unless I intend to do something wrong with it, my different belief about the afterlife from yours is just that, it's just a different belief. And we have no way of proving it, so it's Schrodinger's cat until, uh, until one of us dies and then we'll get back to the other one, right? Right, right. And I, I think the danger again is when we wanna use it for other purposes, other than helping each other deal with our fears. Let's start with, we don't like impermanence. We don't like death. And so how can we help each other deal with our fear and what'll get us through the day? Okay, Rabbi. Well, I will take my cell phone with me so that I can text you 
and let you know what's going on. And I will keep my cell phone with me and I'll be prepared. Thank you, Joe.